Welcome to EY Access with your host, Eric Young. So let's talk about some brass tacks of what you have to keep in mind in moving to a different platform. Uh, Don, let's go a little bit more specific on your side in terms of, of a merchant that's maybe invested in their store for many, many years. They've got a lot of different features, some custom developed, some may be part of the platform itself. Um, but how would you advise somebody specifically that's looking to migrate what they need to do in regards to functionality, whether evaluating the current setup or evaluating uh, the, the new setup that awaits them with the new platform? What, what's your take on that, Don? Yeah, it's it's certainly a large job. It's the kind of thing that most merchants, honestly, a lot of times don't even want to do because they're like, it's it's so much. But you really have to. You have to really look at, you know, what does your site currently do? And what are the things that it does currently do you need? What, you know, rank everything as to what do you need, what would you like, and what could go away if you don't care? Mm-hmm. Um, and then looking at new platforms, you know, what have those? But then also, what other things do they have that you might be able to use you currently have on your current platform? But every platform's got its strengths and weaknesses. There's things, you know, Shopify works different on how you set up subsections than you do on a big commerce. And it's not bad, it's just a different mindset. Um, you know, for looking at things like filtering or layered navigation or pagination or any of this, you know, what capabilities do you have? Is there stuff built into the platform and will it do what you need? Uh, you know, because as Scott said, you know, a lot of times they give you these features, but they aren't the best, you know, or they don't have all the capabilities you need. And it's a lot of work, but you mm-hmm. really need to sit down and look at everything on your site that you need and, you know, make a list of it and write it all down and make a checklist and, you know, put a column for every single platform you're, you're analyzing. And can I get it? Does it give me everything I need? Does it give me part of what I need? So you can try to figure out what is that best fit because there's a there's a lot involved and there's certain things you just can't do on certain platforms and so you want to make sure that you're not caught into that you know you're not caught into that limitation or or that you know capability or, or incapability on that platform right and scott feel free to chime in on any functionality uh topics here but i really want to go to you to talk about the data um, you're also CEO of Grow by Data, which is EY Studios' uh, partner uh, for, for migrating data from platform to platform. You guys do an amazing job. Our clients are extremely happy with what Grow, Grow by Data has done. Um, so if you could maybe speak directly to data and what merchants need to keep in mind um, from the current setup to a new setup. Yeah, um, so, and thanks for those last words, Eric. I'm thinking about... Um, some projects that our teams have done together on the data migration side recently. We wrapped up one today, um, and it's fun hearing, you know, when a client tells you, yeah, you know, this should have taken a year. Every other firm we've spoke with said this would have taken a year because they have very, very complex data. You guys did it in three months. Um, that's, that's exciting, and, and the reason why that was successful is because every day, you know, we had the EY team working with the Grow by Data team um, and, and making sure that, you know, every kind of I was dotted and T was crossed on the data migration side. Um, but it is important to make sure that you plan for the data migration aspect of the platform migration very early in the process. I've seen cases where people don't, and they call us up literally two weeks before they're supposed to launch, and they say, okay, I need my product catalog data, and the data is living in old databases that are messy, that require a lot of cleanup and fixes. 
They have variants. They have some cells they want to plug in. And other firms have been quoting them fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars to do these last-minute complex migrations and can't even deliver. Um, so you can save yourself a lot of money and a lot of aggravation if you plan for that early on. The other thing to think about um, from an SEO perspective um, early on in the process is you know making sure that you're able to preserve URLs, structures, which you gen generally can on most of these platforms. Um, making sure that you kind of do the blocking and tackling, like you know looking at the new map and making sure that it's it's, it's kind of preserving whatever link juice you've built up. But the biggest point I want to make in SEO is it is also a good time to kind of take a, a deeper look at SEO in general and ask, you know, are there fundamental weaknesses with SEO that could be addressed and redesigned? A lot of people kind of suffer with choices they made 10 years ago when it comes to SEO. And so it's actually a good opportunity to think about, okay, how can I address these things so that I can turn the migration into an SEO growth opportunity as opposed to just trying to keep what I have. Mm -hmm. So Scott, let me rapid fire some questions for you to maybe dispel yeah. or give credence to some rumors about platform migration in regards to data, if I could. Yeah, go for it. Right. Are there certain platforms that make it easier for data to move over than others? True or false? <sighs> True. Okay. There are, there are some platforms that make it easier. Why is that, Don? Scott? Um, so for Magento, for example, has a very robust way that they handle kind of data interchange. Um, and so, you know, they may be a little bit more sophisticated in some areas than, you know, the Shopify's and maybe even the big commerces of the world for complex data migrations. Okay. Uh, the next one is certain platforms are inherently flawed when it comes to SEO, true or false? True, but none of the ones we would ever consider helping a merchant get onto, inclusive of everyone on this call. Okay, so the major platforms that we would encourage you to, to look at are not inherently flawed for SEO reasons. Correct. BigCommerce, Magento, Shopify, whatnot. Um, you're probably, you know, a lot of us have, a lot of the platforms have the same basic competencies with SEO. Okay. Third one is, Merchants are going to have to completely reconstitute the way that their data is structured in order to perform a successful migration. True or false? Usually true. Mm-hmm. You give us some more detail on that. Why, why is that necessary, Scott? So, so we were doing a migration a few weeks ago for a store that had, you know, super messy catalog data that was homegrown over 15 years, and it was hard for them even to manage that data on their existing site uh, versus after it moved. And so when you do a platform migration, my recommendation is that you standardize all of your catalog data in a central hub as opposed to just pushing it over into the new store's catalog. Mm -hmm. And if you centralize it in the hub, you get all sorts of benefits when it comes to improving and enriching that data over time. But the other big benefit you get is that if in the future you ever want to move again or you have other stores you want to create, you don't have to go through the whole data migration process. You have everything clean in one place. And so it gives you a lot more flexibility over time. Very good. Don, anything you want to chime in on in regards to data and in terms of how it uh, relates specifically to the functionality on the side? I'm thinking primarily for filtering. Uh, I know you, you guys have had a lot of experience with that. 
also navigation. Anything you want to chime in on there in regards to data? Yeah, I've always been a big data geek, and you know, like Scott said, there's something to do with moving it from one platform to another, but I would certainly also use it as a chance to clean up that data, load a lot of data you don't have, you know, when you're doing filtering, when you want good search, when you want good navigation, you want good, you know, info on the pages, you know, it boils down to the more data and the cleaner data you have, the better off you'll be to do that. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of, you know, new practices and usability of things like this that require more data and more, you know, more capabilities require more data to do a good job of it. So, I mean, as much as it's a pain because nobody likes to do it, especially if you've got a large store with a lot of products and once again, grown over time. Um, but I think in the long term, it's going to pay off if you do that cleanup, do that reorganization and, you know, load the data, get the data that you don't have. Okay. So let's, let's use that point you just raised about long term Don, uh, give me some long-term predictions, maybe even sh somewhat short-term, but some predictions overall of what you're thinking is going to happen in regards to the platform wars, as I call it. Uh, what, what do you see happening in the next one to three years in regards to just platforms themselves here in the e-commerce world? Oh, my word. i got to have a crystal ball for this well, one. You are the wizard, uh, so you should have a crystal ball there, Don. I should. I should. I think mine's cracked. But, um, you know, it comes down to I, the one constant is change. Um, you know, you know. right now there are certain platforms that you see more activity from and, and action from. And they may be around, you know, five years from now, ten years from now. I don't know. You know, we've got platforms that I've seen in the past that seem to have a lot of momentum and then disappeared. Um, you know, got bought out, sold, and then, and then became different. Um, that's why it's sort of funny because when we talk about Yahoo, they've actually been around longer than most platforms mm -hmm. uh, by far. Um, but, you know, I think the, the one constant is going to be change. I think there's a lot of platforms that are, that are making moves now, and if they continue, then obviously we'll see growth from them. I, I wish I could say for sure. I, I don't know for sure where Yahoo's going to be. Um, you know, I'm, my hope is I'd love to see small business in some way get separated from Yahoo corporate and become its own entity. Um, and I think if that happens, we could see some good life from it. Um, you've got a, a big commerce that obviously made some big dollar changes. And so one to three years from now, they're going to find out that paid off. Did they, they anchor every merchant and, and they are profitable on the three merchants they got left? Or did they find a way to make good money so that they can, you know, continue to add to their platform? Mm -hmm. You know, Shopify is doing a lot of things and they've got a lot of stuff going on there. And, you know, once again, can they, can they make this thing profitable long-term and, and be around? Um, and I don't know if I have a great crystal ball prediction for a lot of this. They've certainly got a lot of things that, that are going on. Magento 2 just came out. And, you know, that certainly, you know, looks like it's cleaner and faster and whatnot. Um, but we'll see what happens, you know, with Magento in the long term as they've, you know, gone through all these changes with, you know, combining with eBay and then breaking off from eBay and all that kind of thing. Um, there is just a constant momentum and a constant movement. And as a merchant, you know, whether you're changing platforms now or not, I think it's the kind of thing that you have to always keep one eye on as to what's going on to do I need to move or more importantly, is something happening on the platform I'm on? Yep. Very, very good, uh, Don. What, Scott, what's your thoughts on that? What's your crystal ball say if you have one on loan from Don there? Yeah, so technology becomes antiquated every couple of years, but somehow the Yahoo small business platform um, is still here, and it was 
you know, the, the, the underpinnings were created many years ago. So I kind of see Yahoo's small business or whatever it becomes as the platform that will not die. That, that's my guess because it's, it hasn't died yet and it should have because of all the competition and all the change in e-commerce. As for the other platforms, I don't think this is a tough prediction. I think either they're going to be um, acquired and consolidate and those who don't, um, if they don't go out of business because of fundamental problems like not making enough money, which Big Commerce is currently trying to address from what Don said, you know, they're going to go the standard route. They're going to go public. They're going to try to build out their cloud. So, you know, they're going to either acquire or build all the other downstream technology you need for order management and whatnot. So the overall trend in e-commerce platforms is uh, convergence. So all the tech you need under one place, they're, you know, they're going to try to pull that off. And the only way they pull that off, frankly, is to go really upstream. So you're going to keep seeing the current players, except for Shopify, um, and even they're kind of going upstream. You're just going to see them go after larger and larger merchants, and there's still going to be this gap in this mid-market that we focus on today. Yeah, my thoughts are very similar, Scott. I think you're going to see a, a much more focused uh, intent from the platforms, all of them, to go after the mid-market. It's the, it's the widest market. Uh, it's the one that has the most potential there. Um, but the, the marketing has been kind of scattershot, in my opinion, up to this point. So I think you're going to start to see much more focused appeal to those mid-market uh, merchants. Um, I think they're going to get greedy, though. I think along the lines, they're going to try and, and dip their toe uh, in the water of the smaller merchants, the folks that are just starting out. And I think that's going to dilute um, some of the effectiveness in reaching out to those mid-merchants uh, mid there. Um, but ultimately, I think it's going to uh, result in more segmentation. I think that the dust is going to settle at some point, and you're going to have platforms that are really uh, going after a certain niche and doing very well uh, by that niche, and they're going to go head-to-head -head with other uh, platforms that are also settling on that specific niche. Um, but, but there's a lot of generalists out there. There's a lot of generalist statements coming out um, from a lot of the platforms, and the ones that are sharpening that and going very specific are the ones that I think they're going to do um, better in the short term and long term by, by comparison. So that's my take. Um, so let's let's close up with just got some closing thoughts. What what overall advice do you guys have for merchants that are uh, looking at all the, the 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 curious landscape in front of them? Have some big decisions to make in the coming year or or, or one to three years. Um, what what final bits of advice do you want to leave merchants with as we close the podcast today? I'll start with Don. Yeah, I think for me, you know, we've sort of already talked about it. I think to me, they've got to focus on what does their business need? What do they need to do to, to take their business to the next level, to move it forward? You know, you can look at the platforms, you can look at, you know, where they're each going and things like this. But to me, it comes down to looking at what does your business need to make that next step? And whether that be made on your current platform, whether it's switching platforms, whether it's, you know, adding new providers or whatever, I think you've got to focus on how can I move forward because if you're not moving forward, you're going to be falling back. And especially with, with so many things going on in e-commerce at all times, you've got to be moving, thinking through as to what can we do next to grow, to expand, to, you know, to make our site more usable, whatever, to, to move our business forward. And I think that's got to be your focus. And, and as much as you can get distracted by all of the changes going on in e-commerce, 
you got to look at your business. What does your business need? Not what every platform tells you they, you need. Great point. Scott, what's your, your bit of closing advice for merchants? Be more motivated by growth and opportunity than by risk and fear of losing something. Mm-hmm. You know, think about e-commerce and retail. For those of, of us who have been in this industry for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, it's taken a lot of hard work to get where we are. We've all built businesses that are growing and that are doing well. Um, and it's easy to kind of say, well, now that e-commerce is more established, a lot of the big companies like Amazon and all these new marketplaces and all these new startups are just going to step in like they always do and consolidate and outcompete the smaller and mid-market merchants. Mm-hmm. And I believe that is not going to happen. I still believe that the internet and e-commerce does provide a great equalizer. I think that the, um, the fact that cloud computing costs are dropping as much as they are invariably means that small and mid-market merchants will be able to use a lot of the same sophisticated types of techniques over the next two to five years that a lot of your companies are using. And so, you know, this is not kind of the end where we're trying to manage what we have before the big guys take over. To me, this is the beginning. E-commerce has so much more room to grow. And so I'm excited to work with merchants who are thinking about that, who are trying to understand how they can gain an advantage over their competitors. And this whole platform conversation, to me, fits within that um, that kind of hierarchy of strategy. Um, but it is not the primary driver. It should be, it should be something that can be used to execute the strategy, not the strategy in and of itself. Very well said. And I... You know, my big thing, and you, you've already mentioned this, but my big thing is get excited. Uh, get get something that you can get encouraged by and ditch anything that discourages you. And, and business is full of discouragements. We encounter it every day, uh, setbacks here and there. But the big driver needs to be a vision. And I encounter merchants that just don't have a vision. They go day to day, week to week, month to month, just slogging it out with their business. And that limits any kind of excitement or fun uh, that, that they can enjoy about with their business. And that's, that's a shame. You know, we should all have businesses that, sure, they, they're full of challenges. They're full, they're full of uh, daily discouragements. We have to rise on top of that and, and, and have a vision. The vision that I would really encourage you to have is one of your customer experience. We've talked so much about the merchants themselves and what they need to do. But ultimately, we got to think about our customers. How are we building customer experiences that make it captivating for them? Where they don't want to go to Amazon, they want to go to your site. And, uh, and wherever you look at, whether it's your current platform or a new platform, the customer experience needs to be uh, consuming uh, for you uh, as you start thinking about all of your vision and where to, where to plot out your 2016 and beyond. So hopefully you guys have gotten some good thoughts here today. I want to thank my guests. Scott Smigler from Exclusive Concepts and also Grow by Data. And uh, Don Cole from Your Store Wizards. You guys have been awesome guests. We hope you'll come back next time uh, for EY Access, and we'll see you then. Thanks again, guys.